word why. What a curious word. The kind of word that can make us cringe, feel defensive, or even distant. But you know, sometimes why is the key. A key that can unlock so much to our lives. Join me as we explore the why with fascinating contributors to the world. Those that entertain us, inform us, teach us about life, and if we're lucky, inspire the next in all of us. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger, and welcome to Headroom, a production of Rainlight and co-produced by Old Soul. Let's go. Okay, so for those of you that know my guest, uh, you're going to wonder if I can keep up with the energy. But I, my challenge today is to see if I can sort of slow down the thoroughbred that is uh, Natasha Graziano, um, Natasha Grano that you'll know on social media and, uh, you know, best-selling. Well, there's big news about your book that's coming out August 2nd. You're a social media expert. You were the number one female motivational speaker under 40. I mean, sort of the list goes on and on and on about you um, and, and the followers. And, and the story, I think, is incredibly public, Natasha, and people knowing what, you know, sort of where you were in 2018, a single mom, homeless, dealing with healthcare issues and really losing what I would call maybe you were set your your sense of self or mojo, right? It's that which everybody knows you for now, right? They see you. I just said to you off air that I just watched a live Instagram interview with you. And I, I seriously went and got another cup of coffee because I thought, you know, this woman who I've been following uh, has energy that, gosh, I mean, I need that kind of energy. Okay. So with that as the backdrop, I actually want to go, I want to go backwards in time a little bit. I want to understand how you how you related to success before 2018. Because I think it's interesting for people to understand how, how we move the goalpost, how we set new horizon lines. And I think for the younger generation, and you're younger than me, so I'm the gray hair here in the conversation, Natasha. Uh, I think the risk we run is that young people will say, oh gosh, well, Rod or Natasha, they were sort of born successful. And that's not the case. We each have gone through our own garbage, right? <clears throat> and so I think it's important for people to know how we got there and how do we understand success. So prior to 2018, maybe even before you became a mother, tell me about your understanding of success, how you thought about it from an attainment perspective. Like, was it something that was far reaching? How did you understand success before the current Natasha Graziano was that we know and, and love here? You know, this is a beautiful, beautiful question. And thank you for, for starting there because I think I always say to people, don't judge me by who I am today. The way that you hear my accolades and who I am and who, who certain people are today. Don't look at that. Look at how many times I have fallen down and got back up again. How many times I hit rock bottom and came back up from it. That is what you got to look at. You don't want to judge somebody today as, oh, it came easy. So pre-2018, my idea of success was completely different to what it is today. My idea of success was money. My idea of success was how much money you had in the bank account. Whereas now it has shifted so dramatically that I realized success is a measure of how many smaller wins you have had how many people that you impact and how many problems you solve every day and then how much financial freedom you have from that. So it's a long-winded way of saying success is not just financial. 
Success is a series of smaller wins that have gotten you to this amazing place. How do you how do you then judge if we if we put that in parallel with today? How do you understand when to to celebrate success? Because what I think is interesting with entrepreneurs and and you know maybe this is I don't know maybe this is Western in thought or maybe it's just an issue we have here in the U.S. is that the minute we we achieve success we struggle to understand how to celebrate that and honor that and then go on to our next chapter. Like I'll interview entrepreneurs that have made it beyond, right? Like in the movies kind of success financially, and yet they are struggling with their sense of self in a way that you can't fathom because they're sitting there saying, I don't know if I can, if I can do it again. And in this society, it's yes, you're successful today, but what are you going to do tomorrow? Right? And so how do you keep yourself, I guess, in check is what first came to my mind, but how do you keep yourself regulated so that you can celebrate what you're achieving, you can feel good about it, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a mother, as a spouse, as a friend, as a community member, but then also push yourself, even if you, even if you fail, right? You've got a book coming out. Now, odds are it's not going to fail, right? You've got, I know it just went, I believe, number one on Barnes and Noble ebook across the world. Um, you know, congratulations on that. So it's, it's not, it's not be it until you become it right. August 2nd. Um, but how do you understand that where you can feel okay that, gosh, if the book, what if the book wasn't number one on Barnes and Noble, right. And all the other successes, like, how do you understand that so that you can move forward, be thoughtful about it and not lose yourself in the process. So you have to congratulate yourself again for those small wins. You have to accept that you have come so far from the person you were a decade ago, even the person you were one year ago. Where were you living three years ago? I bet you're some of you may be living in a better place now from 10 years ago. And some of you in an even bigger place from three years ago. Sometimes what we want to attract and manifest into our life, we have to go to a smaller home first to get to the bigger home. But that is a stepping stone en route to the ultimate success, the place where you value it as successful. But actually, by the way, you're successful. The fact that you've already been able to go to the next smaller home en route. You are successful and you are validated by those small wins. So you must congratulate yourself. Take a moment. You know, I'm going to give you some, some interesting science here. We, when we get in a bad mood, get stuck. We find ourselves getting in a bad mood. We get stuck in it for maybe a day, some of us a week. And then it turns into a behavior. A temperament becomes a character trait if you let it linger. You get a choice when something happens to you, whether you're going to get stuck in a bad mood or whether you're going to get stuck in a good mood. And so when something happens bad, you could easily just snap out of it the same way when something incredible happens, you celebrate it for the night. Well done. You go have a dinner. You, you feel <laughs> elated. And then guess what? The next morning, you're like back on the grind. You've moved the goalpost again. You've moved the goalpost just one week after you, the same day, the moment you celebrate that you are on the cover today of, of Glamour magazine, right? I'm just about to go live with it on my Instagram. I'm the cover of Glamour magazine today. And as soon as I celebrate, I'm on to the next one. Me and my agents are on the phone. She's doing L'Officiel. <laughs> When's she doing L'Officiel? Well, you know, it's a constant goalpost. You move it. But how about getting stuck in a good mood? How about getting stuck in that good place and congratulating yourself for those wins and staying there? 
The same way that you get stuck in a bad mood. Choose to get no, stuck I, I love that. So, so glam, so glamour magazine. Congratulations on that. I, I'm still waiting for them to call me. I don't think that they want middle-aged white guys with silver hair on the, on the cover. So we're going to let that, we're going to leave that to you. So you mentioned in there, you talked about, you, you used the word value. So let, let's talk about those that are not you and me. Um, let's talk about young people. So when I was growing up, we didn't have social media. Now these kids are digital natives, right? And they look at a Natasha and they say, I want to be like her. She makes me feel good, right? There's an energy about you, which I think is very fair to say. Um, how, do, how do you thread the needle though, Natasha? Because not every young girl or young boy for that matter is going to grow up and have the proclivity or maybe the skill set to be socially savvy, good with their words in ways that they can move people, right? But yet social media is so powerful, right? I mean, social media is gotta be like your best, your best friend in that regard, right? I mean, it has provided such momentum to your voice. So how do we understand what you're achieving and young people who look at that and think it's sort of like when I was growing up, you know, I, I dreamed of being in the NBA. I'm just barely six foot. There's no way it was going to happen. <laughs> but when it comes to social media, you get these kids going, oh, gosh, I could start a YouTube channel. I can get on Instagram, right? But there's a long way between that initial point and becoming what you've become and continue to, to achieve, right? And so how do we understand it so that we don't impact young people in a way where they think their value is packaged in an Instagram reel? So you just got to see it as social media, whether we like it or not. It's how we find out about things in the news sometimes. It's how we find out about um, a certain medicine that, that's coming out. It's how we find out about a certain new innovative way of something that can benefit our life. It's how we find out about new inventions. It's how we find out about the next club night. It's how we find out about the next good book. So it doesn't matter about there are so many negatives to it. Absolutely. But let's focus on the good things. Let's choose to use it for the right reasons and spread the right messages and the good messages and the light and the positivity. Everything that you do you want to get out there in the world otherwise when you land on christmas day and you open those doors and it's christmas day and you walk out and there's no tree and no presents how do you know it's christmas when something happens in your career amazing you want to have an audience a to sell to but b people to be with you on that journey so it feels like christmas day you want to have an audience there with you so it's not valued by one instagram reel it's valued by interacting in a two-way dialogue with your audience versus a one-way dialogue, which is, I'm just going to post on social media. Oh, I'm not having any luck. Oh, you know, negative, negative, negative. Well, honey, make it a two-way conversation. What do you guys like? Do you like this product? Do you want to learn more about this? I want to help solve your problems. What would solve someone's problem today? Ask your audience what they need and go create it and be there with them. Be active with them. When people follow you, they want to buy from you. So you're not validated through one Instagram reel as such, but you want to make it your best friend. Social media is a way to get your message out there in the world. And I'm going to give you something so hard hitting right now. Think about all the people that you impact through your product getting out there in the world. And think for a moment now of all the people who miss out because you don't show up in the best way and get on social media so that more people can reach your product and have their problems solved. You might even be saving their life. Some of you might be saving them from 
depression. Some of you might be saving them with, with a new tool that they can use in their life. Think about all the people that are missing out because you are not selling your product and getting it out there everywhere online that you can. And then go further. Think about all the charities that are missing out that you could have donated to if you'd made a few more million dollars this year. Or if you had added on a zero to what you are making, think of all the children in those charities that were going to benefit because of your product. Connect it to something real, to your authentic self, because connect it to your why. And that is why you should show up online. So we'll be fast friends because you just said it there. So my, my word is always why. So it's not the what, it's the why. So I'm so glad you said that. You also mentioned authenticity or being authentic. So I, I'm going to ask you something that may be a sensitive topic, but I think it's important for the, for the audience out there. And especially for those, um, for those to understand sort of the role and responsibility, maybe I'll let you take ownership of that or not. Um, Social media, one of the, one of the um, you know, pundits might say, look, for females and young girls, social media, you run the risk of objectifying women, right? And that it's beauty-based and it's a visual medium in that regard. So what would your response be to that? And how should we understand it so that, in essence, that's not the great divide, that someone should be participating in social media because they either think of themselves as attractive or not? And sadly, I think young kids, you know, they do think like that. They do think kind of black and white and to some degree until they gain life's experience and wisdom and they've, you know, sort of fallen down and experienced getting back up. So how do you think about that in, in being a very powerful woman with a powerful voice that uses a visual medium to help engage an audience? Headroom is produced by Old Soul, a one-stop marketing agency that understands the power of brand and nuance. Reach out to my guy, Matt, at Old Soul and supercharge your brand and content strategy. That's Old Soul. Shoot Matt a note at aoldsoul.com. That's A-O-L-D-S-O-U-L.com. And now, back to our guest. You know, I was that girl whose body was object objectified on social media. I was that girl. And this is something that I, I seldom share. I was that girl who thought, I have to put my body out there on social media to get attention, to get likes. I was that person once. So I know from both sides what it's like to feel not worthy, not as good as the next influencer, the next blogger, not as good as them. And how objectified I felt through the contact and the way that men would contact me and message me and, you know, send me nasty messages about my body or wanting to sleep with me, things which were just so far-fetched and I'm just a human. But I realized when I changed my direction on social media and I stopped making it about me, I stopped posting just because I was a fashion influencer, which I, I love and I rate fashion influencers. I'm not saying I don't. I personally chose that that wasn't for me because it wasn't serving my, my purpose, my why. And I decided if I changed my direction on social media and stopped being a blogger, stopped posting just about fashion brands, and I started sharing with someone how I could solve problems for them today, how I could help them to go forwards in the world and be a healthier and, and brighter person, then you know what? Maybe the audience would change their reflection towards me. And they did. I changed first. Look at the man in the mirror and then you change the world. But you first, like Michael Jackson says, have to change yourself. And so I stopped posting like that. 
But for anyone who thinks about social media as a place just for that, you're wrong because social media, as I went through, is a place where people learn and grow and evolve. And you choose what you follow. You choose what you engage with. A really healthy tip for someone today is to go through your, your social media and unfollow everybody and start again. Go through and then choose who you want to follow. You know, I've got clients who follow me and they follow me from a blank page, gray face, no, but no name on it. And they tell me, hi, Natasha, this is Nadine. And um, I've made this page, which is entirely my learning and growth with your work so that I don't get confused. So I log into this every day first. And For I learning. Follow- work first yeah because it's educational and then i if i want to scroll through social media i log into my other social but yours i didn't i wasn't seeing the educational stuff your stuff natasha enough so i used this special page to do so that is smart that is clever she's understanding that you do not have to have everything in one place you can have a special educational page where you go and follow specific pages for your growth your journey every morning when I listen to a podcast you know I I will go through and choose my educational podcast which I want to learn from that day and I have them saved into a special place so that I know those are the ones the ones that arrive on my phone are the ones I want to listen to and then I'll go and scroll through others but I have the ones that I know I'm going to learn from that week so you choose how the world sees you and you choose that reaction. You can't control other people's reactions, but you can control the narrative of what you're putting out there. So make sure, and I say this to everybody I meet, that whatever you post online is benefiting one or more person, whether it's helping them better their health, their well-being, be a bit more like you. You're helping them solve a problem, whatever it might be. Are you bettering someone else's life from that post? Natasha, let's see if you can pinpoint this time in your life. You're, you're an influencer, right? Your, your social media is growing and people are following you and you're, you're making changes to it in the ways in which you feel healthy and in the way in which you can support and contribute uh, more globally. Was there, a, was there a point in time where a light bulb maybe went off and you said, you know, I'm not only an influencer, but I'm an educator. Like, was there a moment that you can remember when it because to me, my sense of if I had to put sort of money down and place just a, a friendly wager, I would say that there was maybe a moment where you recognized that. And that was a pivotal moment because that then turned into writing, podcasting, like it, it changed sort of, it's like you, you're driving along the freeway and you say, you know what, let's get off this exit here. Right. And you just sort of explore because you just, there's something that tells you that you need to do it. Did you, was there a moment when you said, and I'm not only an influencer, but I'm actually an educator and you leaned into it. Absolutely. Uh, That moment was when I was standing in front of a mirror in South Africa. I wasn't well, it was unwell. I almost thought I was going to have to fly back on an air ambulance. I was in a very bad place. I had my autoimmune disease, my overactive. I had a, I don't want to say my, I had an overactive thyroid at the time. And I remember it was at my mom's wedding. And, um, I was standing in the mirror and I was meant to be going down the aisles, her bridesmaid. And I remember it was, it was traumatic to get there for me. This flight was so hard for me to be on and be there. And I was, you know, in need of a doctor. As soon as I arrived, I was, wasn't in a good place, but I had to do this for her. And, um, 
I stood in front of the mirror, tears pouring down my face, my makeup just dripping, streaming after the poor makeup artist had just done it. And I stood listening to Denzel Washington and I turned it up a little bit louder and he was doing his uh, speech when someone graduates, a graduation speech. And it was so powerful. It the was Rutgers so University one. Yeah. I think it was, that's, the, I, I love that. What, which university was it? Rut, Rutgers University, I believe. And it was loud and it was powerful and it was preaching life over me saying pain is just temporary or whatever it was. This is not you. This is not forever. This is not going to last forever. You know, you get to choose when those ghosts are around your bed at the end of your life. And, you know, what are they saying? They're ghosts of regret. Like it was so empowering. And I just decided I'm actually still breathing, which means that even though I my story right now is saying I'm unwell, I'm going to choose a different story because I'm going to change my life. But I made this agreement right there with God, with the universe, whatever you call it. And I said, if you show me how to heal right now, if you show me how to, to get back to me, I will no longer ever, ever, ever do anything like I did before. I promise to only serve the world and share how I healed with the world and share my message of ending suffering and how to live a happier, healthier life. I said, I will turn the whole thing over to you. I'll do most of it for free if I can. And so it was, and it began. And most of my work started as, you know, almost philanthropy. I was doing so much for free. And then my business advisors came in and were like, you might want to you know, make some money on this. <laughs> we might want to pause here for a second. <laughs> so, okay. So people know your energy, Natasha. Let, let's talk about when the energy is channeled in a different way. Paint the picture for me. When, when is it just you by yourself? Are you reading a book? Like, Take me into the quiet moments. What is it like to be you um, when you are recharging and how do you recharge your batteries? Oh, nice question. I have never been asked that. The energy when I'm quiet is so high vibration. It's almost like I can move energy. I just feel like I just tap into the invisible substance as who describes it? Napoleon Hill, I believe, the invisible substance around you. And I, I tap into that quantum field and I can just feel it. And so I just recharge. I go within and then I move my story around. I'm like, I'm not going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to help this person. I send healing to people and I see on Instagram, somebody had something. I was like, let me help them. Let me send them love. You know, it's quite a spiritual thing for me when I go quiet and it's, uh, I read and then I switch off and I turn my devices off and then I'm just totally chill like so zen and i use a different voice this is interesting i've never told you really okay so now i'm speaking like me and i'm at this pace and i'm like this all the yep. time but when i turn up i go to this place which is almost meditational and no matter who comes into the room i won't raise my voice and i'll stay at this place. So they'll come in and i'll say and it's very quiet and i'll say that and it's got no tone to it it's just almost monotonous but very soothing from my throat and my voice is my my superpower right so I'm like I, I really protect it so I'll hum almost everywhere I'm walking I'll walk around my house and I'll go because that produces more nitric oxide than nasal breathing it is so good for your healing it's so good for your immunity it's so good for your body so I'll hum and then I'll talk so people come in 
and they'll say, hey, do you want lunch? Or can I get you this? Someone in my team and, and I'll say, yes, thank you so much. And I don't raise my voice and I don't feel any kind of like, I'm like, thank you. And I use whispering tones. And that's something I never told anyone. That's the power of conversation, right? And I do that to protect my energy. And I feel so nice when I'm there because then I know I'm going to go on camera in two hours and I'm going to go big again. You're going to go bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm known so, for my energy. It's funny. You, you are. You? I'm known for my energy. Everyone's I, like, I, how I, do I get that? I don't want to go. I don't want to cut against the grain of the brand. I'm not trying to do that. Uh, so is it in that vein? Is it, is it hard or is it easy for you to fall asleep at night? Um, you know, it's, I go through phases, but yeah, I just, I rest. I just say, I'm going to sleep. I'm turning off. You're able to turn it off. I have to have a, an evening ritual. Like, I don't like when, when even I say, I have to have milk before I go to bed, or I have to have water, or I have to have, because these have to haves means that you're easily offended. It means that you need things your way. I believe, so I'm, I'm shifting this habit currently. So I'm doing this live with you. I believe and factually know it is better to have an evening ritual. So therefore I try to implement it when possible. And I believe it's a priority for me. So therefore I do it. And it's, you know, I just wind down my phone. If I can, will go off at about six, worst case eight. Um, if I'm up working through the nights, cause I know I've got something crazy on and then I will detox and then go off it again. Um, you know, when we go on our phones first thing in the morning or last thing at night, we are answering to everyone else's agenda. We need to answer to ourselves first. How do I feel? See, How see do now I you're, feel? you're talking directly to me, Natasha. That's what I, my phone never goes off. I, for me, I want to know about your routine if you're if you're willing to share your your evening routine. But for me, yes. it's around because I love I love the power of conversation. You're talking about the power of voice and and why. Yes. Um, I actually fall asleep listening to podcasts. Beautiful. I I relate to you. The reason I don't do podcasts is because sometimes you get a voice like a big energy <laughs> like me who comes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no disrespect, but I don't know if I I would be my my you know my brain would be lighting up if I was listening to your podcast uh, at nighttime. So <laughs> that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. So I listen to audiobooks with like somebody who has a very soothing voice or my voice when I do certain types of sure. all my meditations are in my very so like so what's your nighttime routine uh, if I don't ask it the audience is gonna go she talked about it she teased us with it but what is it is it something you can share yeah let's do it okay my evening routine so it begins with turning off all electronics so we ban them move them out they're just there by the way just for anyone listening just know I'm not perfect I'm a human and I don't do this every day like I try but I don't actually do this every day I'm not even going to pretend that I do so do I practice what I preach yes as often as I'd like to no so I'm I'm still a work in progress but that's what we're here for right so as often as I physically can I will turn off my devices I will then drink water about an hour before I go to bed and then I will journal. I will sit in bed and I will read slash and or journal. And I am doing something very different to what someone else is about to say. So if I asked you what you journaled about at night, you probably, most of you, I don't know, sweeping statement, but somebody will say, I journaled about my day. You know, and I wanted to get out my feelings and how shit it was, or I wanted to get out my feelings about like what I went through. 
when I journal in the evening, I write about myself in the third person, past tense, and I write my story for the next three months, next year. And I say, Natasha Graziano reached 1 billion people by, and I set it in time and space, 2030, December 23rd, whatever it was I wrote last night. Natasha helped save five people's lives in July, August, 2022. Natasha, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And you just carry on, third person past tense. So you write about yourself as a story as though it's already happened. And I never hear people talk about that apart from me. And why I do that is because I am bringing to fruition, as I spoke earlier, when we activate the ventrolateral prefrontal cortex in our brain through journaling, I'm bringing my goal to volition faster because I'm writing it and setting it and with a date and time. So I'm not allowing my brain to bring it to fruition in 10 years. I'm saying, no, no, I want this in the next two months. And I do it every single night. And the story changes slightly. Might be a different version and it evolves. But that's how I met my husband. I wrote it down. I met this amazing guy and in he came. So now in my journal, it's actually amazing. Will you pass me my journal? My once upon a time journal. I'm going to show you this. Will, oh, it's right underneath me. This is obviously meant to be. Look at this. It's meant to be. But no, this is so weird. There's a pile <laughs> of books underneath my laptop because we needed to keep me up higher today. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Okay, so in here, this is what I wrote. So let's just go back a bit. This is me journaling at night and it will sound, here is the exact moment, the pinnacle moment. 11th, well, that's probably when I'd already met him, sealed with a kiss. Yeah, let's go back a few more, right to the beginning <laughs> of the new journal. Okay, so November 22nd, Natasha did all these wonderful things. She helped so many people. And then we flip over to, this page where suddenly I met Michael. So it has happened so fast. And, and then I didn't know whether I was gonna keep him as my real soulmate. So I folded the page because I was like sealed with a kiss. I don't know if this is the guy, but it might be. And so their live is exactly what I do. And I will also draw diagrams in there of how I feel and perceive energy. Look, there's so much energy around the screen right now. They've got this big yeah. arc in there. I will draw things. I will, we're the leading star in our own movie. You can see there's a star there. We are the lead star in our own movie, but we are not the lead star in someone else's movie. So I do that at night. So I will put up my beautiful picture, my beautiful picture in my mind, in my journal. And then after that, I will move on to reading perhaps, but Usually the last thing I do before I go to bed, as I now lay down, I might do a meditation, a breathing exercise is my final thing, Wim Hof breathing or a style of MBS breathing. And at that next point, what I do is I tell my mind, and here's the most important thing, as I'm falling asleep, going into the alpha state, I say to myself, my three wins from today, and I think about them. I had an amazing day and I'm probably asleep by this point, but I'm starting to think about my three goals for tomorrow. And they're not small, like go to the paint shop and <laughs> well, they're like- I didn't think that they would be. <laughs> I used to, uh, I would sign my name at the end of my day in my journal. Like I was authenticating that I had given everything during that day. 
So, but now you've given me some, some, some things to think about uh, and ways to reflect. L let's close with this. We could, we could talk and, and go on and on and on because you've got so much energy and, uh, and gifts to give. Let's talk about next. So yeah, you've got the book and you've got these things coming out, right? So August 2nd is a big, a big day. And now we've got Glamour Magazine and Barnes and Noble, all these incredible achievements. Tell me, tell me an achievement that you haven't shared publicly yet. Something that you re that that is that is a north star. Maybe it's not the north star, but boy, it's close. It's it's hovering near the north star for you. My dream, and something that's so my why. I'm I'm starting to put the pieces together and the funds and the steps to building an orphanage for children in third world countries. This is my dream, and I want it to be on the ground physically by 2023, the end of 2023. And, you know, I said that on stage once, and, and I will commit to it, and I'm doing it. That is my biggest achievement once it's done. That's so powerful, you know, doing something else. That That is incredible. I would... I... And I resonate with that. I was uh, lucky enough to go to Senegal, sub-Saharan Africa, a couple of months ago, and to see in real life, you know, the opening of of schools and hospitals and schools that help girls prevent child marriage and all, the impact, incredible. So uh, I'm honored that you shared that with me and with us today. I want to make sure, Natasha, that people can find you if they don't know you already. So where where would you like to point them uh, to follow along uh, and learn from you, uh, to find where they can, you know, pre-order the book, all these sorts of things? Where should they go? Absolutely. So if you are new to me and you want to, you know, learn some more and hear my stories and I'll share with you wonderful things every day. My podcast, the Law of Attraction podcast, it's often in the top three shows on Apple for education. Um, and you can follow me everywhere on any platform, Natasha Graziano, just my name. Usually when you type in Natasha G, it comes up. So it you'll comes find up. Yeah, you'll find me everywhere. And, you know, get yourself a copy of this book, Be It Until You Become It. When you get it today, you'll get my best-selling program for free, my four-part video series. So for under 20 bucks, you get an $1,000 course for free. It is so powerful. It's a 12-step movement method on how you can become the version of you you want to become because you are the co-creator of your reality with the universe and you are a magnet to what you attract and i want to show you how to magnetize your dream life to you right here well you infuse energy into everything that you do um this podcast uh notwithstanding you you You've you've brought it today, Natasha. Uh, like I thought that you might really appreciate your transparency and sort of sharing your why and in a personal way. And, and I think that that's where, you know, it, you want to trust the people that you're talking with and sharing your story. But it's so impactful for the young people to understand how you've gotten to where you are and what motivates you and drives you to be uh, even that much more. And the orphanage in 2023 is a fantastic uh, goal that I have no doubt you will achieve. So it'll be fun to track that for you uh, to watch uh, from the sidelines. We want to thank Natasha Graziano. Of course, like she said, just search Natasha type G and you're going you're gonna to find her very quickly. Uh, I've been your host, Dr. Rod Berger. Thanks for taking the plunge into Headroom, where we uncover the why behind the what and who impacting our lives. Headroom is a production of Rainlight and co-produced by our friends at Old Soul. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger, and this is Headroom.